is using websites such as Adult Work, um, Tinder, like a lot of dating websites, but using other people's pictures, and she's blurring out the faces. For example, if it's on a if it's on an escorting website, she's blurring out the faces, so she's not actually like pretending to be other people. She's just kind of using their body if it resembles theirs. It resembles okay, so wait, 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 wait. So, so when she first comes to Dubai, her point for coming to Dubai was to be an escort. And she had a booking, yeah, she had a booking. Somebody had actually reached out to her or she had reached out to them and she had a booking. So when she was in Dubai, she spent quite a bit of time at the Versace Hotel, only for maybe about two or three days. And then she was moving around to other different parts along the marina. That's where my apartment was at the Marina Walk. But her initial reason for going there was a booking and then she prolonged her stay after the booking. And obviously, I think her return flight was longer, but she wasn't with the initial guy that she had the booking with the entire time she was there. She was there for maybe about two and a half, three weeks. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't spending all that time with that guy. Um, it was with different guys. We'd gone with different guys and she was using different apps while she was out there to try and get more clientele. But when I said commercial value, right, what I meant by that... Well, the, the audience doesn't know that. We have 229 right. people watching. So, so Kevin is talking to me like this is a conversation we already had, you guys. Um, so when you go on the live, Kevin, you have to kind of like redo yeah. the conversation. Um, it's a little redundant, but it kind of has to happen so that yeah. the people are updated. So, so Kevin essentially is saying that she, when she went there, there was a client. Yeah. And she stayed at the Versace Hotel with this client for about That's what she days. said. That's what she That's said. That's what she I said. She, I know she definitely visited there because I know if anybody's followed her, I know that she put a couple of things up on her Instagram. This is me jumping ahead a bit, so I want to keep this in sort of chronological order because she was very um, straightforward about the fact that she didn't want any videos or pictures because she didn't want anybody knowing that she was there because it was obviously for work purposes. And that's not uncommon by people in that industry to operate like that. That wasn't something that made me think, oh, this is a bit strange, you know? And obviously more so because of the things over in America that she's connected with and involved in. She's not wanting to get any content out that could expose that, that side to her. Okay, um, and so when she came out there initially, she would, she was, you already knew her, so you were hanging with her as a friend, or I was, introdu- I was introduced. Her? I was introduced to her through a mutual friend, um, we only ever spent time with each other in either my apartment, my friend's apartment, or maybe some of the cafes or restaurants or bars around about the area, um, that was the only kind of contact that we had with her. Um, because I was obviously doing my thing, my friend was doing their thing, and um, we were kind of more there as a holiday sort of thing, so we were spending a lot of time between Dubai and Abu Dhabi, um, but the times that we spent with each other is like the things that I want to kind of focus on with the stuff that we said that reveals okay. this person's true character, you know? Yeah, but the point is that you guys were spending time together while yeah. she was there. Yeah. Okay, so... So you guys are spending time together. She she then starts picking up these different clients, and she's doing it in front of you on these apps. On the phone, yeah. Okay, so she's on her phone, yeah. and she's copying, she's getting people's pictures from, like, Tinder apps and different apps, and she's blurting out the face and using them for, like, adult websites? She was using adult work, and then she was blurting out the pictures on adult work. She even went as far while she was there, um, and you're not. This is obviously illegal in the UAE. So she was using a VPN to access the internet because those websites are blocked. 
um, and she was using adult work and she actually managed to get her profile verified on adult work through her own identity because obviously she couldn't impersonate anybody else so she submitted her passport and I think when she was there she, holded up, she held up like a verification piece of paper with like her name and, yeah. and something on it and what she went, she'd done all that and then after she was verified she took whatever photos that she had uploaded and then put someone else's pictures up. So it kind of showed me, well, the whole verification process doesn't work because you can verify as who you are, but then change the pictures afterwards. So that was where she was getting a lot of her clientele and she was obviously using, um, you know, Tinder and dating apps and stuff like that. I wasn't in her phone, so I wasn't sort of like all up on everything that she was doing. I was only kind of aware of the stuff that she was either coming out and saying or stuff that she was maybe showing me, so to speak. Okay, okay. And so, at what point did she switch from having the clients and staying at the hotels? And I gotta say, Versace Hotel is a nice hotel. Um, so I'm not dissing in any way. What time? What at what point did she come from staying out of uh, the hotels to like her asking you if she can escort out of your apartment? She basically said to me, um, would it be okay if I left my apartment for a few hours and let her, and let her bring a client back? And now, obviously, I was like to her, no, I'm not, I'm not prepared to do that because obviously, you know, that's illegal, but more so in the UAE, I would get into trouble for that because it's my, the, the apartment's in my name and the laws that they've got against that. See, the thing about escorting over there is it's, it's rife, but it's very, very discreet. It's not like Miami or places like London where, you know, people can be a bit more brazen about it. They've got to be ultra, ultra discreet. Um, but, yeah, she basically asked to use my apartment. Um, we got into an argument about uh, that was towards the That's how the, the, the kind of friendship fizzled out and faded, you know, because I was just not prepared for to work for my apartment. I didn't want to bring in random guys. And she said that it was only going to be one booking. And I said, I didn't care whether it was going to be one booking. You know, it was, only, it was only me that was staying there. I wasn't prepared to go away and sit in some sort of restaurant or cafe for three or four hours while she's upstairs having sex with a client, basically. Okay. Did, did, did she make good money from pr prostituting in Dubai? I wouldn't say so, no, because, you know, she obviously stole that money belonging to me that I had in my apartment. Um, she, she did deny it initially um, because there was, other, there was another person there, that the mutual friend that I'm talking about, but they had no reason or ways. They would, they, this is somebody I've known for years, so there's absolutely no way that they would have stole off me because they continued staying there with me long after she left. Um, but I don't think she was very successful there because um, one of the main things that people use for it, this is where the Instagram verification comes into it. One of the main things, one of the, the escorts over there are kind of glamorised as influencers, right? So that's kind of how the, the market works over there. And she was wanting to get her profile verified and she wasn't verified at that point. And it, the, the kind of conflict that she had, and I had this conversation with her, was that, you know, if you're verified, you know, yeah, you're maybe going to get more attention, but people are going to Google you and they're going to see all these news articles in relation to this whole R. Kelly case and everything around what you've been through, right. supposedly. Um, I use that in hindsight because at the time I was kind of taken in by it. I believed most of everything that was being said, but there was question marks getting flagged up through some of our behaviour. So I said to her, look, it doesn't matter if you get verified now because it's, it's not going to work in your best interest because you're looking at a lot of the Instagram models and you know that they're escorts and that's the kind right. of bandwagon she wanted to jump on, you know? Right, so that's what I was going to point out to the audience that when you say Instagram verified, a lot of the times in, here in America we hear that, oh, 
this girl, you know, it could be Alexis Sky, it could be whoever. They've gone over to Dubai and they start taking all these pictures in Dubai. And then, um, and, and you know, you wonder how are they getting over there? What are they doing over there? Well, the, the, the escort industry in Dubai is very, very glamorized. And they pretty much, it's very discreet as well as Kevin is saying. And they pretty much hire escorts that are verified off of Instagram as, as Instagram models and stuff like that um, to be their escorts. And that's why Azriel was working to be verified. Mm-hmm. That's why she was working so hard. Yeah, I know. And um, <clears throat> she eventually, um, kind of want to keep this in sync with how um, events turned out. So that was obviously a big thing for her. That never happened while she was there. So, to you know, the question, she didn't do very well. I think she made something more than what she stole off me um, because she was certainly out and about doing things. You know, she was there for nearly three weeks, two and a half, three weeks. She wasn't spending all that time with us at all whatsoever. Um, you know, we would see her occasionally round and about the marina area. She would either come up to my friend's apartment or come up to my apartment. Um, so, you know, during the nights and at the weekends and stuff, she was away busy doing things. So I don't know financially how well she did, but I don't really think she's got the commercial value out there anyway. You know, just her look and how she presents herself. It's, it's mainly sort of models and it's a, it's a high market to break you know it's not something that anybody could just walk in and be like oh i'm going to escort in dubai and make thousands and that's you know that's an opportunity you've got to kind of have the image for it and the yeah. reason the stature is involved is because your clientele over there i would say is more kind of like guys that have got influence or businessmen in the arab world and they've got a lot to lose so they kind of want to go with somebody who's maybe in another industry, so to speak, like an influencer or some sort of celebrity, and you know they want to be ultra discreet because they don't want to be going with somebody who's just going to basically effectively sell them out. So that's another thing that I think played into the whole why it just never worked out for her. Okay, okay. So when you were there, did you see when she was um, like calling around her clientele as she was around your apartment that's there? Did you ever hear her talking to her father, Angelo Clary? I believe it was her dad, right? I was never told with definitive proof that it was her dad, right? And there was a threat that was made, and we'll get into that as well. Um, I believe it was her dad, but she never said, oh, this is my dad or whatever that I'm on the phone to. But she was on the phone to a guy that, through now listening to some of the conversations that he's doing online, it did definitely sound like him. But I can't be 100% accurate, but I would say it definitely was him. But she never referred to him by name or anything like that. So it could have been somebody else. But I just get the impression that, a lot of phone calls were taken away out of my presence into another room and I wasn't necessarily like away sort of, you know, trying to listen in and be all kind of like, who's she talking to? Um, she was of no interest to us at that time. You know, I didn't have any interest. That, you know, I could have said, came out and said all this at the time, but the reason she just, there was nothing there. You know, it was something that I reported to the police regarding the money being stolen. Um, you know, all her behaviour at that time, I'm kind of taking it back on hindsight. You know, I do believe it was her dad that she was talking to. Or a close family member, somebody that she could confine them. Because she did say that she didn't have a lot of friends. That's one thing that I do remember her kind of mentioning. I don't know if that was for pity pat or sympathy or whatever, or to try and sort of get her way close with us. Um, but she did mention that she didn't have a lot of friends and she didn't know who to trust because of the, the whole kind of situation that she was going through. This is obviously before our court trial and things like that. Yeah. Um, 
So there was a, a man who threatened you. Mm-hmm. What what was that situation? This was a weird thing. It was done on a three-way call, or basically I was put on loudspeaker and she had, she had two phones and she put another phone on loudspeaker and the person threatened me and this is when I basically first phoned her up to confront her about the money that had been stolen from my apartment, um, which was in, um, it was actually in a kitchen cupboard, so it was in a part of the house that noticed she must have been going rummaging through my apartment you know, for her to have actually stolen that money. Wait, um, wait, so this, the threat was after the money was stolen? Yeah, when I phoned up. Okay, what, what, so lead us up into how your money was stolen from your apartment. So she asked you if you can, she can escort from there. What after that? Um, what, basically after that, right, she managed to get into my apartment, right, because there's a concierge there, right, and she was seen going in and out of the building with us. Right, she managed to get the concierge guy to let her into my apartment because she said that she had left her bags there or she had left something there. I don't know what. After saving with customized car insurance from Liberty Mutual, I customized everything like Marco's backpack. Um, and the guy actually let her into my apartment, right? So she never went into the apartment with us. The money was taken. I obviously found out that she had been let into my apartment once I found out the money was gone. You know, I'm searching about looking for it. I didn't really need to look far because I knew where it was. I phoned her up and I said, look, I know that you've stole this money. And she completely denied it. And she must have already been on the phone with somebody. And she put that phone, she put the two phones together. And this guy basically just basically threatened me saying, you know, don't bother sharing anything or I'll fucking kill you. And a lot of words that I couldn't really understand, to be honest. But it just threatened me. Um, In in, in America, when you are a escort or a prostitute, as we call it out here, and you have a man that you can call for protection, we call that a pimp. That's what we call that. Um, did, did it? Did you get pimp vibes? If you know what that is, I don't know. I, I kind of just got the feeling that it was a friend of hers or a, a relative or somebody that she knew. And the guy just basically said, "You know, you better not say anything." I said, "Look, I don't work under under you or, or I, I think she was working there of her own free will. I just think that somebody else in the background was pulling the strings." She definitely came across as somebody who had, and you've got to remember, this is at the, in the end of 2020, September 2020. Um, when is it she left him? Was it July, July 2019 or December 2019? That's where he, he came across to us anyway, as somebody who had a lot of experience working in that industry. She didn't come across as somebody who was like a beginner or a newbie. She certainly came out with a lot of words and terminology that made me think, God, you must have been doing this for a while. You know, just with the with the, the infrastructure around the language and that that she was using. Um, but I don't know who it was that threatened me on the phone. It was a you know, it was a ten or fifteen second phone call and you know, that was the last form of contact that I had with her. I think she got the impression that because we were in the UAE and obviously most of the people that live there are not from there, and because of the kind of laws that they have that I wouldn't have reported that or, or, or had taken any action. But I left it maybe about 24, 40 hours. I had a good think about it. And then I did phone up the police because I thought, you know what, this is more of a breach of the security of the place that I'm staying. And I wanted to take action against the fact that this guy had obviously let some random person that we didn't know very well, he just assumed that she was staying there because he had seen her coming back 
through, you know, the main hallway and past the elevator and up to our rooms and stuff and just let her into our apartment, you know, like without any kind of verification or asking if her name was right. You know, no phone call, nothing. Yeah, because it's kind of like, um, it's like living in a hotel, but it's, a, it's basically a serviced apartment, so you, you come in and...